I Feel Better, a pop culture podcast hosted by four internet friends. I'm Ashley, and I'm here with Nicole, Ashley D, and Linda. Say hi, everyone. Hi! Today we're talking about The Princess Bride, and as always, we'll give our recommendations for the week and answer a question from the audience. First, we're discussing the 1987 classic, The Princess Bride. What did everyone think? I love it! (laughs) (laughs) I have a very long uh, relationship with Princess Bride, um, but it's about, so it's a story, it's a, let me, let me backtrack. It's an (laughs) old man telling his grandson a story. He's reading a story to him and the story is called Princess Bride. And the story is of um, a farm boy named Wes and his true love named Buttercup and she gets kidnapped and he's trying to save her. That's the gist of it. Wait. No? (laughs) <laughs> it's really oh, yeah, hard down to the line after that yeah <laughs> after the alleged murder yeah i always have like a hard time uh i hate going first because i have a hard time making everything concise you and did a fabulous job yeah i Thanks. think you did a good job you did although what i would love from other episodes not this one but is you know how John Oliver does the interludes, and now this it can just be like Linda summarizing episodes of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think edited together, you would be the nation's darling. So, the first time I watched this, I was in third grade, and I was emailing Ashley about it, and it was like my first glimpse into American pop culture. I think because um, like growing up, I didn't, I wasn't allowed a lot of TV, and my parents were too busy working and being immigrants to like really give me an introduction to American culture. And so I always kind of like didn't really know what the kids were talking about at school. And then my third grade best friend, um, I stalked her recently. (laughs) Just to prepare for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) She, uh, she won some kind of day of fun with our third grade teacher and she took me as her like guest and we watched uh princess bride for the first time and we rollerblade or roller skated and i I can't stand roller skating but i love princess bride um it was kind of like it was so funny because i felt i very much it was like it felt like a window into like americans (laughs) even though i'm technically an american i was born here and raised here and but I've always kind of felt like an outsider. And that was like my first, um, I felt like I was getting a first row seat <laughs> with observing American culture and pop culture. And I loved it because it was like a fairy tale. And then I love revisiting as an adult. And then again, recently, um, I don't really love fairy tales to begin with, but this one I really love. So I'm interested in hearing what you guys thought because I, I have a feeling None of you have seen it before. I saw it for the first time in fifth grade. My best friend came over and we rented it, I guess, probably on VHS back in the day. And I remember not caring about it at all, (laughs) being so (laughs) bored. And then I never watched it again until like three years ago. Uh I don't know if it was on TV, but it was like Christmas Eve and I was watching it. And I was like, okay, this is kind of good. I can get into it. But I still didn't really care. And then I watched it this time. And it's so good. <laughs> it took you three times. Three times. And I'm a fan. I like it. I had, like, seen it but never watched it. Like, I think I know for sure we watched it on some, like, band trip on the bus. 
And I think I had seen it at some point before then, too, but never paid very close attention to it or just didn't really care. Um, And I enjoyed it. It's, like, definitely, I think it's a great piece of pop culture homework because there's so many references that people Mm -hmm. um, bring up all the time. Um, And I don't know if I was 100% knew that that they all came from The Princess Bride. So it's good to make those connections. Um, And I just like absurd comedy, so it's right up my alley. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I feel, it feels almost silly, like, seriously deconstructing it or anything, <laughs> but <laughs> I, th- I would say, I think, like, the overall plot, I'm kind of like, huh, I'm, it's like, if you just described it to somebody, you'd be like, that's not really even a full story, <laughs> like, something <laughs> happens, I mean, stuff happens, but, like, it's the simplest story in, like, all the world, um, as fairy tales sometimes are, um, and so, I don't know, it's, but it's, I think it's interesting as, like, a, I just like the absurd comedies get made and that people like them, so I'm on board. I love their character names, like Buttercup and um, Humper, Humperdink. Humperdink. <laughs> when, when the show started and they were talking about Buttercup, I thought they were talking about a horse at first. Yeah. And then they were like, it's Such his true name. love. And I was like, wait, it, but that's a horse and Buttercup <laughs> is a girl, not a horse. Can we discuss how different Robin Wright looks? Yes. Yeah, I didn't even know it was her. At I first. didn't know that was her. What do you mean different? I mean, I don't want to say she's had work done, but I'm trying to imagine a way in which your face like can just develop naturally into this elegant being that is also like animalistic in your razor sharp cheekbones and I don't know, it's hard to look at her and say like, "Oh yeah, you look like Rum, right?" And I guess maybe I didn't even know it was her. Yeah, like, it's just like... I actually disagree. To me, she I knew it was her anyway, but I thought she looked just like an older version of her. Yeah, I knew it was her, but I don't know that if I didn't, I would have picked it out. Because just the, the, I keep, I just, it all comes back to the cheekbones. And so many things about her face are so much harsher than before, which makes sense. You get older and you lose, like, that baby softness around you. But maybe Robin Wright is just a lot younger than I think. And she just, like, or the reverse of that. Whatever. Maybe her face isn't developing the way I would have thought, and I would have thought that was attributed to work. But I I didn't see it in there. She's 51 years old. Oh, she's a baby. She's a baby. Um, <laughs> that's what we say about things. That's what we say about people we like. We're like, we hope you're a baby. <laughs> we want you to be around doing good acting for all the years. Did you love Billy Crystal? Because I love yes. Billy Crystal. <laughs> I didn't know it was him either until the credits. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I knew it was somebody, but I didn't know. I don't know. That, that was like so the one performance that was like a little too much for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect for me. <laughs> I think my um, makeup was just like insane. <laughs> insane. I, think I main um, level officiated of a wedding. And when I was writing out my, my script, I kept wanting to do... The Princess Bride. <laughs> but I didn't because I figured no one will get it. <laughs> no, too many people will they get it. And I'm putting it. it on my, I'm putting it on the veto list that I give to our officiant who is a friend. <laughs> like, do you really, I, I feel like you're treating this like a movie nobody's seen and I feel like everybody's seen it. Well, yeah. I feel like my, my the, the wedding that I went to, I, I knew a lot of them and I didn't think that they would have seen it. And they wouldn't Not Princess Bride type yeah. of people? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, I think Wesley is like. I mean, I remember before I even watched this movie before, I was just like, he's just, like, real good-looking. He's so good-looking. Yeah. <laughs> like I think the biggest He is. It is distra- <laughs> it, he's the person who, distractingly good-looking, the phrase was developed for. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I remember seeing him in Robin Hood Men in Tights back then, too. Um, but he's just, like, any, he, he, yeah, it's just, like, just, it is truly distracting and feels <laughs> yes. like. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, have been able to have a conversation with him. I feel like I can't <laughs> hear you over your face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it kind of r- reminds me of him, not exactly, like, not because they look alike, but because it's the same, like, distracting face is um, Jamie from Game of Thrones, where I'm just, yes. like. There's never been a moment where you haven't been really good looking. Like, you never went through yes. an awkward phase. You're aging, like, beautifully. Yes. Like, every time he speaks, I'm, like, squinting at him. <laughs> what did he say? You can't take it all in at once. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the princess bread? I want to hear your mixed thoughts, Nicole. Oh, but it just made me feel, like, because I knew a lot of people watched it. And I wasn't quite in that, like, crowd of watching it. Like, I've talked about, like, I didn't watch MTV until, like, I was in high school, and I didn't, like, I don't know. I just didn't know what was going on. I had my own little world. It was most Sweet Valley High, and it was fine. But, like, (laughs) once I started meeting, like, other kids outside of my very tiny Catholic school classroom, I was like, what are these quotes you know? And I would, like, watch enough of the movie to, like, know what was going on. I knew all the main scenes, so... And I had seen so many bits and pieces of it at once. I felt like when I sat down to actually watch it, I was only going to be seeing, like, the filler pieces because I already knew, like, all the good stuff, which was partially true, but it was also nice to connect the dots. But it just kept bringing up all these times for me when I was like, yeah, that joke. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah. And, like, by the time I was, like, in my 20s, I knew what the jokes actually were, and they were funny. But, like, before that, it was just, like highlighting my uncoolest parts that's so funny we both felt like outsiders because of the prince's bride but mine was a more positive (laughs) experience (laughs) mine was one of shame (laughs) yes it's okay i'm starting to accept that someday maybe we were coming into this time that then the jokes about sweet valley high and degrassi (laughs) will make kids feel so uncool I mean, if it had been a little bit later, you would have had, like, your internet friends that you talked about Sweet Valley High with. So, just, like, ooh, like, that much later. Yeah. Well, that's why my screen name was Love to Read SV. I thought maybe that would help some Sweet Valley chats happen. (laughs) Linda, can you tell us your screen name again? (laughs) Teehee girl. I love it. It never fails. <laughs> so good. All right. Any other last words? I think this might become like, not not like you've got mail, but like a movie that I could just like put on on a rainy day and just have it on. Like Fair. Kind of as a comfort movie. Like mm-hmm. a cozy sweater you put on. Yes. Yeah. There were some moments in the movie where I was like, is this supposed to be funny or is this just like, you know, like really dated effects? Yeah. I decided <laughs> you know, like the answer when was always just yes. <laughs> like when, when they're climbing the rope, I was like, is this for oh, real? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, then, then, then Wesley was on the screen, so I was distracted. I always like to scream out, inconceivable, sometimes to this day. <laughs> Careful, right. that's our... 
our lack of a superpower, we can be easily distracted. <laughs> I feel like we're really getting something done here because I think the Princess Bride has been on our like topic list for like a year and a half. I think you're right. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Checking that off. All right. So moving on to the next part of our podcast where we talk about what's making us feel better this week. Nicole? So I've gotten into a little bit of a doomsday preppers rabbit hole. <laughs> this is not what you need in your life. No. Or, or is it? No. Or is it's it? not. So I will start by being transparent that before I moved in with Jay or even committed to him seriously in any way, I knew he had a bug out bag. And what is that? That is when you have your backpack stocked with things that you could like flee with and be okay. <laughs> like, like there's a little, like there's extra changes of clothes and like freeze dried food in there and blankets and scissors and first aid things. And what is it called again? A bug out bag. A bug out bag. Bug yeah. out. I have like, don't bug one out. of those bags when I like move or travel um, or pack up all my things for moving, but it's not survival stuff it's like one backpack i can grab and have with me at all times everything you need and it's like journals <laughs> yes. journals go in the bag of bag and like if you have anywhere without 20 years of journals well, i mean like, it's my current journals my dad's journal and then my passport so this is like my little backpack everything else you can buy <laughs> and i uh, i feel like the journals is good but maybe on a usb drive so you don't have to carry all the journals just a thought. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, you need to have the journal in case everything else goes up in flames or something. Yeah. Yes. And one of them is, like, my dad's journal. So, like, uh, your dad's journal gets, yeah, that gets... Gets special treatment. Yeah. Knock on wood. You'll have time to write more journals. Hopefully. This <laughs> is getting dark. Um, <laughs> but, and one of, like, the cutest things Jay ever did when we were first dating is he was, like, can you give me a pair of your underwear and like a shirt and I'll put it in the bug out bag and maybe Creepy. some of your contacts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. And then he not only wanted some of my contacts, he wanted some food for Annie too. Aww. Yeah, see, that's cute. <laughs> you started the creepiest part though. Yeah. <laughs> True. Okay, fair. Um, but he like for Christmas I'll get him like freeze dried meals and like a little camping stove and stuff and his big thing is like we'll be safe we'll be safe he did talk about someday buying a house that had a gate around it and I said no our, our kids will not be the crazy kids with the house with the gate that's not going to be a thing and but from everything he knows about it, I always considered him kind of like you know pretty high end like prepper or something and then I went to watch an episode of Say Yes to the Dress, and it was featuring Doomsday Preppers on Hulu right underneath it. And I was like, I'll just watch one. No. No, no. You don't just watch one episode of Doomsday Preppers. That's not how that goes. Because they prep in – it's a reality show on National Geographic, and they will feature two prepping families prepping for different types of disasters. Like, one is prepping for – the lightning strike that will inevitably happen because Florida gets so many and another is prepping for floods. And like, they don't just like get bags ready and run. They're doing shit like burying big tubes to then put a skateboard on their belly and like slide through. <laughs> yes. They're like taking school buses and tearing them apart and turning them into things that can make other materials into gas they're riding, like, Jeeps that are all tricked out with, like, rollover covers and, like, pushers for dead cows or something. I don't know. 
it's a lot and it's scary and it's a deeper world than I care to protect myself from because at that point I'm like, just take me. Or just leave me in my room with books until I starve. So, whatever. Yeah, like, then you read something like The Road, and you're like, okay, your bag gets you, like, through the weekend. Right! It's like, <laughs> okay, got, cool. Like- <laughs> I can break up this kind bar. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna make it. Yeah. And it might be a little too much sometimes. I don't know how much more I'll watch. But it is making me feel like I shouldn't waste too much more time on any of this because... We're all going to die, and it's fine. (laughs) I feel better. (laughs) I feel better about nuclear, everything but nuclear war. Can I give a helpful fact? I'd love a helpful (laughs) fact. I'm sure you have absorbed some... It's already funny. (laughs) ...excellent prepping from your outside actually a tip um, I learned pretty recently. Um, you should always have a contact outside of where you live, like outside of your state. Oh, um, you'll be my contact you, outside my state. Yeah, like so, like it should be your dad. And um, if something she just happens, said no to being my contact outside my state. By oh, the way. sorry, I actually, <laughs> I actually didn't hear you say that. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so my dad. So it should be your dad. Anymore. And if something happens in Boston, you and your sister should both call your dad. And he can be the go-between between you okay. because um, you won't be able to reach people inside your city. All those networks will be jammed. Um, but you should be able to call out and then they can usually call in. Oh. So you need somebody outside your area who's like your designated person. Um, who you can say like, I'm okay. I'm at this location, blah, blah, blah. And um, and they can, the a they know that because I'm I'm sure they want to know yeah. that you're okay. Um, but also they can they can um, be a go between between people who are in your area. That's super they, interesting they, because that's parents, how it worked out during 9/11. We had one friend in DC and he couldn't call his mom at home, and people were trying to call within home at Boston because they were freaking out. So he called me from DC to New York, and I was able to get his call, and I was mm-hmm. able to call to Boston to tell yep. his mom he was okay. But so. do your people answer calls that are not phone numbers they recognize? I sure as hell hope so if all hell's That's like loose. my biggest pet peeve with all the people I love, that they don't answer their phone calls when they don't like, know their phone numbers. I won't have a regular know, Wait, hold on. You both know this person. But what, no... if you, what if they, like, what if you can't, like, call from your own phone? Like, it's like a good hospital or something. Leave a message. <laughs> but no, the whole the whole point is, like, your phone works, but not not in your area. No, the whole point is Linda is not on either of our lists. <laughs> <laughs> I answer all my phone calls. I get all my spam, and that's because I'm afraid that someone's calling from a hospital. They'll call you again if it's an emergency. And like, my parents don't answer the phone if they don't know the number, but they also don't have voicemail or answering machines, and that, like, pisses me off, too. So, like, wait, so your parents would never be the the people you yeah. call, you, you choose the, a good person for this role. They right. know that that's what their duty you. is. <laughs> I also don't answer phone calls or ever check my voicemail, so I'm uh. not a great option either. But if you need me, I will. Um, my, are you done with your doomsday preppers, Nicole? Yes. It's not very overwhelming. If you go back and listen to our Handmaid's Tale episode, you sound like at the end of your rope, and so I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just concerned about you. Yeah. Um, But I'll be your contact if you want me to. Oh, thank you. Um, 
I, so, um, there's a podcast called Don't Get Me Started, and I actually recommended it on our very first episode mm. of this Aww. show. Um, I recommended the Kate Bush episode. So it's a podcast where, um, where we're basically comedians talk about stuff they're really interested in. Um, so like these two comedians, it's their podcast and they invite a friend over who's usually an actor or a comedian. And they'll talk about something that they're really into that has nothing to do with their job. Um, and the first one I have recommended was, um, an episode about Kate Bush, who's a British, um, pop star um like art pop star um and i'd never heard of her and that podcast got me into her and i think she's amazing and my life is forever changed um but they more recently did an episode on city planning which i like would never think i would be interested in um but i the the guest hayes davenport on it was really good and he's like you know, when anybody can talk interestingly about something they really care about, it's usually interesting. Um, and that was definitely an example of that. Um, and the podcast is also ending. They just oh. announced their last episode. And I was like, it was after we had decided to end our podcast, but before we ever said anything about it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> other podcasts can do this? Um, and so I just wanted to recommend, like, all the episodes are still really good. Um, and I recommend the city planning one. Even if, like me, you don't think you'd be interested in city planning. Also, of course, Kate Bush. And that podcast has gotten me into all kinds of things. Um, there was, a I mentioned a while ago, the episode on Bobby Kennedy, um, which got me on a Kennedy kick and everything like that. So um, I recommend checking out that podcast and... Um, you can just, like, scroll through and, like, pick topics that you think are interesting to you. There's, like, one on Die Hard. So. <laughs> I'm um, so glad you recommended this because I am actually super interested in city planning, even if it did get kicked off from uh, a musical that I Dina Mitzel was in. If that. Oh, so it, it focuses a little, like, primarily on Los Angeles, but, oh, New York, too. Oh, okay. Um, but it's, but it introduced me to all these concepts I didn't know anything about, hmm. and, like, the future of, of cities, especially one like Los Angeles that, like, just keeps spreading out hmm. wider and wider, and, like, that's not really sustainable. Hmm. Um, so I, I thought it was really interesting, and I, I really like Hayes, and he's he was on another podcast with a really similar theme talking about comics like newspaper comics <laughs> i was like <laughs> he just has a good way of talking about like he he went to harvard and he just has that harvard way of like knowing too much about every <laughs> tiny thing he's interested in <laughs> um but he can talk about it in a way that's funny so i recommend that and then i also recommend the instagram happy hens and highlands and um, I think they're in North Carolina, and they own a farm, and they raise a certain kind of cattle. Uh, they're Scottish Highland cattle, and they raise them for, like, hobby farms and for pets. Um, and they're so cute. I am watching the latest video of one of the cows, um, baby cows in a dragon outfit. <laughs> It's super cute. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I've been following them for a while, and I was feeling kind of conflicted because I was like, "Do they like eat these cattle?" But no, they don't. They're hobby farms. They for hobby farms, um, and they I think they do raise chicken that that they sell for act food. But um, I don't know. Like I never would have thought like cattle are adorable, but 
cattle are super adorable. They're and, so um, cute. I'm watching them as you're talking them, and there's one of another video of dressed like Superman or something. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh. And it was like the the one they feature the most. His name is Baby James, which is so cute, especially because I'm a James Taylor fan, and um, oh. I don't know. I just I. It, like, delights me every day when I just flip by or, like, see their Instagram stories. I am officially following them now. I resisted because I try not to follow too many people because I can't keep up, but I just followed. (laughs) (laughs) Super adorable. And that's, like, the definition of uh, makes me feel better. So, truth. I'll I'll stick to (laughs) the actual premise of our podcast just this one time, and it's it's that. (laughs) Linda? So cute. Okay. Um, I have something happy and something sad. Uh-oh. Just be happy that there's something happy. <laughs> um, so last week I talked about how, uh, a little life just broke my heart and I really thought I was going to go into this depression and, um, it was so heavy and I needed something. And the reason why I read it so fast is because I'm trying to read another book that I'm also mentioning called Homegoing. Um, but reading the premise of it, it was another sad book. And so I was like, I need something light and happy. And I remember Ashley D mentioning the Netflix show Atypical and Yay. and how that she like how she liked it. It was and knowing Ashley D, she she wouldn't take me to a black hole. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't I, trust the rest of us. <laughs> true friend. So I uh, watched it and I loved it. I finished it in two days and it was so cute. And it was like the perfect soul uplifting like cleanser like I, I need the palate cleanser that was happy and that was it did the trick and I kind of wish that I don't know if they're going to pick up for a second season but I want them to do it quickly and fast so that I can I guess that's redundant but so that I can <laughs> like that's the same thing fast <laughs> quick and in a hurry um <laughs> so that I can go back into that happy land of of I don't know like it's just cute very cute yeah mm-hmm. can you describe <clears throat> it again <coughs> atypical yeah it's about a kid on the spectrum on the autistic spectrum trying to date and he's 18 years old and um so he has to navigate not only being an outsider um in high school but now an outsider trying to date and trying to learn how to date and it's just super cute because he doesn't know anything about it and he tackles it the way i tackled it when i started dating in between um like three years ago like he t- he takes notes and I took notes <laughs> you were like a real crazy person <laughs> um, so a that's person. atypical and then homegoing um I managed because atypical uh, finally to like dive into another sad book and it's the beginning for me um but the premise is it's covers 300 years in Ghana and the beginning the setup is um two half sisters they don't know about each other um, from a village in Ghana, one gets married to a, a white guy named James, just very kind of reminds me of the baby James. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she lives in a palace now. And then her other, her half sister, um, gets taken as a prisoner and she doesn't even know this. Um, she doesn't know that she has a half sister and she doesn't know that she's actually a prisoner in the same palace in the dungeon. So that's the, the setup of the story. And it's called Homegoing. The reason why I'm reading it is because I'm trying to make friends in North Carolina. And I uh, saw that my library has a book group. And that's their first book. uh, Or not first book, but first book for me that they're discussing. So 
Hopefully this will get me some friends. Linda, how will you're we so handle good. it if you go in there for the group, for the book, and you're ready to talk about the book, and you realize you're the only one who read the book? Yeah. I'm kind of, like, nervous about, like, what if no one shows up? What if, like, they don't care about me? But I'm just going to show up. <laughs> you're my <laughs> bravest friend. You're so you're, brave. I know. Oh, you're my, so good. Well, I mean, it's kind of a, a necessity for me, going with, like, a plan. <laughs> To network and also give my business. She's an extrovert, remember. (laughs) I know, like, we would be hiding on our laptops at home. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, maybe I'll make eye contact. Sitting in the room, like, pretending to keep reading. Like, don't talk to me. I'm, like, borderline desperate. It's funny because, like, Mitch sometimes tells me, like, dial it down. (laughs) Like, putting hearts in my messages to people I've never met. (laughs) Hi, you want lunch? Heart. That's okay. Uh, it's better than like trying to make new friends and then forgetting you were trying to make new friends because you're busy like somebody, <laughs> me. Um, Ashley D. Oh, oh, did you, yeah, you talked about your second thing. Sorry. Okay. Yes. I'll get I it thought together. you were going to start talking, and then it's my turn. Well, I forgot what was happening. So, so <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um. What am I talking about this week? I don't even remember. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, today, just for fun, I watched a movie called The Truman Show. You might have heard <gasps> of it with Jim <laughs> yeah. Carrey. And I liked this movie when it came out. I remember it being kind of sad, but you guys rewatching it, the whole thing is like so depressing and like awful. They're terrible people and. I don't know. Jim Carrey does an awesome performance, but I'm assuming most people have seen it by now. It came out, what, like 20 years ago or something? Don't tell me how many years ago. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't look. But uh, if you haven't seen it, it's about a man named Truman who basically discovers that he's lived in this uh, fake world that this television company has created, and he is the star of the show, and everyone is in on it except for him. And it's really sad. Um, I actually didn't finish it. I'm at the end where he's trying to escape. And he runs into the cloud wall. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also watched a Netflix comedy show, uh, Ryan Hamilton, Happy Face. And every time I say Ryan Hamilton, I think of Scott Hamilton. Me too! (laughs) Okay. but his Happy Face special, I really enjoyed it. I had no idea who he was or what it was about, but it had Happy Face on it. So I was like, this has to be happy. And it was. <laughs> his like main starting joke is that he looks like somebody who should sell ice cream in the 1950s. And he totally does. And it's just like a really good feel good. <gasps> I know what special you're talking about because they put that line in the teaser for yes, it. I want to watch yes. that. And he talks about... Like, his jokes are about going to Disneyland by yourself. Like, it's that kind of comedy. And he makes jokes about how he uh, spends a whole, what do you call it? A sketch? I don't know. Talking about hot air balloons. A bit. bit. There you go. (laughs) Talking about hot air balloons and how he's, like, really walking the line talking about hot air balloons. And (laughs) it just made my heart really happy. So I know of two different comedians who propose to their now wives in hot air balloons. Mm-hmm. That's too it's terrifying. Comedians with all the imagination of what could go wrong. <laughs> 
That's what yeah. you're just hoping like something won? You're in a wicker basket floating in the sky. Like, when you sit on a wicker chair, don't you feel like it's going to break? Why yes. are you going to let that take you up in the sky? <laughs> yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. But um, what they said that was awkward about the proposals is that there's just, like, this random guy, like, yes. right next to you. <laughs> there's a stranger next to you. Like, why? Like, you know those people have the best stories. Those hot air balloon Oh, they definitely do. Or the worst. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think one of them said, like, they asked, you know, have you have you seen any proposals um, that didn't work out? Like, where and she then you're said, stuck no. up there. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're on Netflix and watching other comedy specials, um, I talked about this a while ago, but the stand-ups is like a series that that they did, and the very first one is Nate Bergazzi, and I just rewatched his recently, and it's really good. It's only a half hour, so if you're having a stand-up night, don't forget that one. That's a thing people do, right? Stand up night? Stand up afternoon, sure. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that might really make you feel better. All right. So, moving on to the next part of our podcast where we answer a question. If you'd like to submit a question, you <laughs> you can Sorry. for the final episode. <laughs> Get it in there. Get it in quickly um, at ifeelbetterpodcast.com. Uh, just hit the submit a question link. Our question this week. With the podcast ending, what is one piece of pop culture homework you still need to do? I.e., something you still haven't seen, read, etc. that everyone else has and has probably told you to watch multiple times. Nicole? I feel like a listener told us to watch the Netflix show Chewing Gum. Yes. Mm. And I have not done that. And it's been we on failed. my list. Me so too. I it's, want to make it happen. It's been on my list in Netflix forever. Yeah. Um, and I believe I said, what was the show about hip hop coming around that I really liked? Mm. The one we watched? Yeah, that I watched and really liked. I don't remember. I can't remember either, but I remember saying like, I will definitely watch season two of this and report back, but season two has come out and I have not watched that yet. Um, yeah. That's on me. And I honestly, I, I feel like I never actually signed up for reading Harry Potter. But I feel like I have signed up for reading Lonesome Dove and I haven't yet. Do you, Nicole, or Linda, do you think she'll like Lonesome Dove? I don't think so. Yeah, oh, I'm I not thought sure. you said you thought I would. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I feel like Nicole actually like it. Yeah, You're I feel scary. like everybody um, should read it and like love it so much so that I can talk about it. But uh, you specifically, you probably may not like it. <laughs> Why? Or actually, do you too? <laughs> I know you told me I wouldn't like it. Yeah, yeah, I, thought I thought you, thought you told Nicole she That's might. why it's sitting right here. Well, what? I think you should try and like send me text messages as you get to know and <laughs> fall in love with the characters. There's so many pages. And get your heart broken. <laughs> That's what... Ashley did to me when she was reading. She's like telling me how she wants to put the book in her freezer. <laughs> I'm already seeing references to dying horses, so I don't know. Oh, everyone dies. Yeah. <laughs> well. Why do y'all do that to yourselves? <laughs> I don't know. I it's feel like, like an epic story. It is. It's the same with um, A Little Life. I, there's something about the really ugly sad stuff that makes the really good stuff really good. Like the I contrast. like really ugly sad stuff. I just don't know if I like it when it involves shooting horses. <laughs> Serious animal death is hard. 
I just I mean, don't know if I like it for 500 pages. Also. Sorry, 847 pages for yeah. 58. But it flies by. It does. <laughs> it, does it truly it. does. <laughs> There's a sense yeah. of adventure to it, too. Yeah, so you're on the Nicole, road up read it by our last episode and tell us what you think. <laughs> and I'll just be like reading, be like, Ashley's in Barcelona. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a great American novel. Yeah, I Is won it? a Pulitzer. Yeah. Really? How come uh-huh. I never heard about it before, you guys? What? <laughs> I've not heard of Texas. It. Fair. I know. I, um, I still remember. I still quote you, Ashley. Like I use you as my case study that people should read it. Because I'm like, I have a friend who loves books and reads all these books, but refused to read Lonesome Dove because she said, "quote Only old people <laughs> and people from Texas would like it." But she loves it, so if she loves it. You should read it. That's my my sales pitch. <laughs> I'm really Fair. glad I make it into that elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> or in the 30th, um, 40th anniversary edition cover. I don't know. Yeah, it came out in the 80s, too. It's not that old. Hmm. Anyway, it's it's the greatest novel of all time. But Larry does look pretty um, 80s in his photo. For me personally, pop culture homework I really need to do, and I'm surprised we never did it on the podcast, is uh, The Godfather mm, and the yeah. sequels, all of them. I thought um, it was going to be homework for us one time. I thought <laughs> Star Wars would come up one time as Ooh. homework. I would I watch just Godfather like, ten times before I watched Star Wars. <laughs> I didn't. I never picked anything I thought everyone would hate because that's no fun. And it's like nobody listening wants to hear their favorite thing. Just be like, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like your I didn't like it once. Yeah, do that again. <laughs> um, actually, I hated it. But um, uh, so yeah, I and I actually because we talked about um, you've got mail. Like a whole line in that movie is about how like everybody's seen the godfather or at least <laughs> men um and you know know all the go to the mattresses and stuff like that um to me when i hear that i just think of you've got mail like that's where that <laughs> I, is from. Too. I love <laughs> if but, you don't uh, like horses dying <laughs> don't <laughs> sorry that's not a theme <laughs> are you sure i saw like five horse deaths just flipping through <laughs> I don't remember that many dying. I but. don't trust you. I watched a movie with a unicorn dying. <laughs> you. Guys, that's her take on Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, definitely The Godfather. Um, and I feel like I like them. And I feel like it would give me something to talk about uh, with my brother. Because um, he loves them. And um, I don't know. I, yeah, I... I'd, I'd like to get into it. And then um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but also just other Monty, Monty Python movies. I feel like I should know just because that's like a reference point, especially for comedians mm. um, that they bring up all the time on podcasts and stuff. And I, I kind it's definitely one of those things where I, like that I feel like I know without knowing, except for there's things from The Princess Bride that I thought were Monty Python, and that's why I'm like, oh, that's embarrassing. Um, like, I've had a couple of those that. things, and I can't remember what they are right now, but I understand. Uh, the, the, um, what's his name? Um, the guy avenging his father. Yeah. Oh. He killed there. Yeah. I, totally I believe I remember being confused about that at some point as well. Sorry, Mandy Patinkin. I didn't mean it. <laughs> it's a great performance. <laughs> it is. 
Um, th- those things are definitely on my list. And I feel like um, it's hard to come up with things off the top of our head, but I feel like so many things have come up while we've been doing this podcast where I'm like, oh, it's a huge gap for me in um, just, like, things everybody has seen and I have probably seen. Uh, and there's probably some more contemporary, like, definitely, like, contemporary examples would be things like The Wire and stuff like that <sighs> that just, like, everybody's always on you about. And Mean Girls. Mean Girls? <laughs> you haven't seen Mean Girls? <laughs> I've seen Mean Girls. Okay, good. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> not throwing it out as a must-see. <laughs> actually uh, today they instagrammed like their cast poster for the first time for the musical pretty psyched oh all right linda um please watch the wire <laughs> i feel like my coping mechanism for us ending a podcast would be to listen to everybody's recommendations again and take notes and then go through them and then text you guys as i go through them my thoughts and feelings um, so prepare. <laughs> for Hashtag unsubscribe. What? Uh, <laughs> I the only thing I can think of, and I know there's more, which is why I want to listen to everything and take notes on what you guys have consumed. But presidential, the podcast. Um, I you talked about it so often, Ashley, and <laughs> what finally did it for me was listening to constitutional and i was like okay okay fine but i did listen mm. to one or two episodes of presidential i just kind of want to go through it all now i just picked my favorite presidents just to like <laughs> indulge i think that's the way i did it too um because they were like maybe a quarter or half the way through when i started and so i just like went i went for the highlights yeah <laughs> And let me tell you, I went straight from George Washington to like Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> and I think burn um, Jefferson, burn. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I was here. You, yeah, yeah maybe I went back to those. But then, then I went from the beginning and went all the way through and like cut all the Millard Fillmores and everyone. So um, don't worry, Millard. Yeah, you beat I, Millard. I, I think I had a tweet at some point, probably like more than a year ago, where I was like. Oh, yeah, when the podcast ended, so it was last November, where um, I was like, I'm so sad it's ending, but I guess I could watch from the beginning because I've already forgotten everything I know about Millard Fillmore. And then, like, a a, a Millard Fillmore, like, account, (laughs) like, said something to me. I don't remember what, but, like... That's amazing. It's like, oh, okay. This is what somebody's doing. (laughs) Might as well. Ashley D., I want to listen to Presidential as well. I've been thinking that since you first mentioned it. So that is going on my list. The other thing that immediately came to mind was Lonesome Dove. But, you know, just to be real, I'm never going to read it. So (laughs) (laughs) it's not any actual expectations. um, And also The Godfather was something I thought of. And that is something I do actually want to watch. I don't have very high hopes of loving it. But it's something that I want to see. So, my concern is that it's going to be a like heat, where no, like it's not like heat. heat. No, not like it's the like heat, but like heat in that um, like I see all the pieces there together, but like they don't come. I don't like engage with them the way that people mm. have who love it. Yeah. You know, I really did um, love Godfather, but not as much as Heat, probably because I had a little bit of a, a crush on Robert De Niro in Heat <laughs> and, <laughs> and didn't have any of that uh, going for it for Godfather. But it was if you like mob movies, which I happen to, I think you'd like it. 
It's, I don't like I do like them, but I yeah. do like epic movies. And something I've learned about myself, and also it's probably just true across the board um, while doing this podcast, is like I have like favorite genres and stuff, but like things that are just really good, it doesn't matter what genre they're mm-hmm. in. Yeah. You know, like, I don't really like horror movies, but Silence of the Lambs is just, like, such a good movie that it's just a good movie. Yeah. Um, and so, like, because I'll watch bad true crime and enjoy it. That doesn't need to be, like, the highest quality for me, but there's definitely some genres where um, I don't I don't love them enough to be, like, deep into, like, the nuance of all the terrible stuff that <laughs> led up yeah. to the good stuff. Um, but, and even things I have, you know, said at certain points, like, oh, I'm kind of tired of, like, this certain kind of NPR podcast or something, but then a really good one will come around, um, and it doesn't matter that, <laughs> that other people do something similar, because this one is just so good. Speaking of like bad true about. crime, have you watched any of the Natalie Holloway stuff? No. It's on Oxygen. Isn't it, like... Isn't it like a re... What's it called? A dramatization, though? No, well, I, I don't think I've gotten to the dramatization parts, because her father's in it the whole time. Oh, I, only, I only like docu-series and documentaries. I think it's a docu-series, because it's co- it's like people talking in real time. I don't think they... I, I haven't gotten to a part where they reenact anything, at least. Oh, okay. Because the first episode brings you, like, right up to now with, like, what they're reinvestigating, but it oh, just no, repeats. Oh, no, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Is it, it, are, we, are we at an anniversary? Um, I want to say it was 12 years ago, so oh. not a, two years later than a big one. <laughs> I think maybe I think the they family has really kept the the word out there. I think so, but I mean it's it's okay. I'd be interested to hear your take on it because it's okay to me. But I'm like someone who watches a lot, and you're like, no, this is pretty like mediocre. I don't know. It's not like I have a sophisticated. <laughs> Let take me think. On you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I'll take that. All right. Well, it's the end of our podcast. But before we go, just go around and say where you can find us online. Nicole? Nicole Marie says on Instagram and Snapchat. You can find me, Ashley, at ashleyreardon.com. Linda? Linda Eats World on Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter. <laughs> the Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get me to the Twitter. I thought you were going to say Instagram, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Almost made it out. <laughs> Ashley Dean? You can find me at Beauty and Truth Talk on Instagram and Facebook. All right. And you can find the podcast at IFeelBetterPodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at IFeelBetterPod. Please share any thoughts you have about the show or things we've talked about or Maybe uh, remind us of things we said we were going to watch that we <laughs> forgot about, because I'm sure we've done that a million times. Um, I, I know we've definitely, like, one of us has recommended something, and somebody's been like, I'm definitely going to watch that, and then mm-hmm. forgot Damn immediately. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. And, yeah, that's where you, you... Oh, you can find us at I Feel Better Podcast on Instagram. Um, all right. Does everyone feel better? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> this is not a time to be well, honest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. We'll talk again next week. Everyone say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.